0: Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, November 14th, 2005. Hello, this is Michael Lozani and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today, my good friend Mark Horseman and I start our conversation on preparing for layoffs. Now, what started as a conversation on how to prepare for a layoff turned into something much more. In fact, in the beginning, we spent more time on the topic of environmental scans than we did on the specific topic of identifying the potential of a layoff before it actually happens. As a result, this podcast went a little bit longer than we initially intended, so we've broken this up into two parts. What you're going to hear today is the first of the two parts. Before we get into that, though, I want to mention that um, a couple shows ago on our show on resumes, we uh, mentioned that we would have a sample resume up on the website. Uh, Mark was traveling at the time and didn't have the documents he thought he had with him, and so um, it's taken us a while to to find that and get that uh, up there on the site. So for those of you who've asked for it um, or have looked for it and can't find it, it's there now. So go ahead to the, the website and you'll find that sample resume up there on the site under the tools section. So with that, let's get on with the show.
1: You know, my, my thinking is, is that um, layoffs are a fact of life in corporate America. You cannot consider yourself a professional manager, an exceptional manager, unless you are aware that they exist. There are certain behaviors that will make you more effective during them. And in fact, what's great about it is that these are things that – in terms of being a strategic an exceptionally good strategically thinking manager for you and for your team and for your organization the suggestions we have around layoffs really don't just apply left these are the way this is the way that great managers think about their job they scan the environment on a regular basis and they ask themselves what what are the implications for me as an individual and as a manager in this organization
0: yeah in, in uh, flying we call it uh, situational awareness right knowing yeah. what's happening around you and being able yeah. to react accordingly. Yeah. Uh,
1: in fact, yeah. A pilot once told me something along the lines of, "Okay, what would that mean for me?" Constantly saying, "Okay, what, what, what would I do? How would I handle that? What, what would be the next thing?" Um, you know, thinking two and three steps ahead is like a right. chess yeah, player. Right.
0: Yeah. We we call it thinking ahead of the airplane. Yeah. When okay. You're good. you're Behind the airplane, good. that's when you're in. That's when you're yeah. in real and, trouble. And, 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 so and that's what you're talking about here with folks in their organization is being situationally aware and thinking ahead of the organization. Particularly when it yeah. comes to the specific topic we're going to talk about, yeah. Which is and the look,
1: I don't fault the organization for not sharing information with everybody all the time. You just can't do it. It's it's uh, becomes a never-ending uh, battle. So so the manage, you know, the organization has a responsibility to keep things, some things, close to the vest. Um, but a, an organization doesn't exist outside of the behaviors of its management and employees. It just doesn't. And so. An, an An organization that has managers who are thinking about their industry, their department, their company, thinking strategically about it and and knows what to look for and then begins to develop the skills over time to analyze the various data points that they're getting and then turn that into what does that mean for my team and for me and for my organization is going to be more effective in other strategic thinking activities, in planning for the future, whether it's financial or operational or or personnel-wise, it doesn't matter. We just want to give people some some touch points to look at yes we couch it around layoffs because that's something that could happen um, whether you're going to be delivering the news about the layoff or whether you're actually going to be um, be the one being laid off and look you know we've said it before almost every chief executive we know has been fired from a job Uh, there is no shame in being laid off many people loved being laid off when they were thinking angrily about quitting the week before and then suddenly they were told, well, you're going to be laid off. And so here's your severance. Right, um, so, so this is really a way of a, the, the, what we have today is a way of approaching. No, no, that's not right. It's a way of thinking strategically, as you, to use your phrase, thinking ahead of the airplane, thinking strategically about your role. And then we're going to take that a step further and say, if you think about these things, if you determine that there could be a layoff coming, we're going to talk specifically about what you can do as an individual in advance of a layoff. We've already talked about what managers would do if they're the ones having to deliver a layoff, and we've talked about having a kit ready so that 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 will go as smoothly as possible. Um, and, And you can go back and review those notes, and that'll help you think more clearly about how you'd want to do it yourself um, in addition to um, how you would deliver the notes to your deliver the message to your subordinates, I didn't say that very well. But that, but yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Is, this is a career management show rather than a layoff show. Uh, all, on the other hand, we both have agreed that the resume uh, show was powerful, at least in part because we started off with. Insulting people—I don't. We didn't mean that. We're nice folks. Um, <laughs> well, the you resume are. stinks. Well, no. People. Some people think I'm not nice. Um, <laughs> kind of uh, hurt my feelings, but that's okay.
0: Now nah, you um, just direct. That's yeah, the difference. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of directness has become more and more perceived as not nice in the light of modern political correctness when um, vocabulary and and uh, communication has become uh, denuded. <clears throat> into, uh, neutralness and vague tones and earth tones, maybe is the best way to put it <laughs> rather than primary colors. Um, so, so, um, we, we know that it's helpful for people to think about layoffs as a way to kind of, uh, cause them to, uh, get excited a little bit or pay more attention. But the, what we're actually talking about are things that you should be thinking about on a regular basis. They do happen to have value relative to, um, layoffs.
0: So let's get into like uh, doing that, like thinking about how to scan the organization um, when you think, or even if you don't think uh, there's a layoff coming. What are some of the the signs within an organization that a layoff may be coming? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think I, I think that's key. Um, I think your point is that even if you don't think it's coming. We, in fact, Mike, I almost wish we could say let's not even tell them what this. What we're going to talk about, we're going to teach you some organizational scanning techniques. But uh, I don't know if that'll work. I don't know if that. Um, yeah, I, think I think putting that,
0: in the context of something is useful. Yeah. If, if nothing else, um, as an, an example of the type of thing we we couldn't possibly cover Everything all the organizational inputs at. that yeah. one would have to consider when scanning yeah. the organization. But I, but I yeah. think the activity, the process of scanning the organization, and the um, the the thought. Of developing that as a management and a critical management skill is something that's useful to talk about.
1: Yeah, um, good point. Good point. So, going back to your question, I, I think that we're recommending that, or, that managers need to have a more strategic viewpoint about things. One way to develop that is just to start thinking about things that have strategic implications. You don't even really have to know how to analyze your corporate earnings. You just have to start paying attention to them, listen to it, um, and over time you'll become more knowledgeable. If you knew nothing about a baseball game, but you went to a lot of baseball games, after a while you'd figure it out. Um, so we, we recommend that managers think big picture on a regular basis about their company, their industry, the economy, um, uh, and also, of course, their department and so on. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's I it's interesting, ahead.
0: Mark, I I was just thinking about... Um, I have a particular ex boss of mine who was particularly good at this. And when people asked me how or what it was like to work for her, I always described her as a chess player. And not in the, I mean, of course, she was strategic. But the fact was that she could, even in the worst of circumstances, she would be observing the organization like it was a chessboard. And she'd look at the, the position of the players, the position of the pieces, and she'd be able to ascertain what was going on. And its I always remarked to, to folks what made her different than most others is that she was not, even though a very, very powerful executive in the company, she didn't perceive herself as the queen or the king on the board. She considered herself the hand that was moving the pieces. <laughs> and it was, that, it was that perspective that allowed her to respond very calmly, even under the most critical of circumstances because she was she was not being she was in control and and like that we're talking about developing a skill that allows you to observe the overall situation of the company um and for for at least a little bit just remove oneself from the details being the manipulated player and, and more of observing the state of the game and then taking some some actions, or deciding to take some actions based upon that,
1: right? Uh, it, um, that, in my experience, is something that is only exhibited by very effective senior senior executives.
0: Or they, um, those people who do exhibit that, ultimately become senior executives.
1: Well, that's my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, I would say the vast majority, eighty-five to ninety-five. Uh, percent of managers go to the other extreme, which is they're worried about their projects, their open recs, their details. And I'm willing to bet you right now that um, less than 10 percent of the managers who are listening to this podcast who work at a large public company um, uh, would uh, know what their last quarterly earnings were, the number, and knew what it was, knew what the previous quarter was, and know how to compare quarter to quarter in their industry, which, in, which quarters are good and which aren't.
0: Well, that, that's pretty significant. That's like looking at a chessboard and not knowing where the king is.
1: <laughs> well, but, but, okay, but to be fair, Mike, I don't think <laughs> you, you say that, and what, you, what people would say is, well, but, but everybody knows where the king goes. Um, and I would say, yeah, yeah, you do. But, and I agree with what you just said, but I still think they don't know.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. The, the, my point is, they need to know. Yes. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be the knight uh, of uh, an organization where the king is sitting there on a square yeah. with nothing protecting it.
1: Yeah, and it's funny. There are probably a thousand. Okay, maybe there's only five hundred little widgets out on the web, RSS feeds, or uh, things you can put in your desktop, or you know, a Google search or whatever that can tell you every company. Company's earnings that you want. Again, I'm, you know we're, we're picking on earnings right now, but it's an example of a weakness in the vast majority of managers, including a lot of our listeners. Um, um, love them though we do. Um, that that uh, will send you that information, and with a click of a link, you can get analyst information about what that actually means and you don't have to know what the first one is you don't have to know what the second one is but after listening for a year or two you'll start having a sense of what it means and and uh, you'll be able to compare it with what you're being told which may be slightly different because there's an internal communication plan going on as well as an external communication plan in large corporations
0: yeah okay how often do uh in your experience do organizations big enterprises companies talk openly about the fact that there's a layoff coming never so it's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Uh, no, I, 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 I would. I, I don't think it follows that they don't talk about it. So therefore, it's a surprise. I mean, heck, I think it's Horseman's Fourth Law. One of my laws is <laughs> there are no secrets. <laughs> what's being talked about is what's not being said. Um, and we'll talk about specific things people can do to to learn more about the organization. So yeah, so so
0: what are the okay? Yeah. So it's not being okay. talked about, but it's not a secret. So what are the what are the clues or what are the activities one might observe? I mean, I'm just we'll just yeah. take this down to specifics as an example of describing this overall. Ability of scanning your yeah. or skill of scanning your environment. So, what are the company yeah strategic that-
1: scanning? What can we regular strategic scanning? What can we look for uh, in terms of the company? Let's start with the company because it's a it's the one that would deliver the news hypothetically. The first one is people in HR are burning the midnight oil. Um, yeah, you know, like it or not, Mike, people need to be paying attention to what HR is doing. You may feel like HR is not helpful or effective. Um, uh, but the fact is, uh, if they're really busy, it may mean something. Now, sometimes it doesn't mean anything. There's a big communication plan going on. There's a pay adjustment, something like that. But if you notice that HR seems busier than normal and not just one person, but several people, um, go over and ask a friend over there, what's going on? Um, now I, I know there are people out there who would say, well, Mark, I don't, I don't have any friends in HR. Well, guess what? You need to get one period. Yeah. Um, More than one person in HR ought to be in your internal corporate and external corporate network. We don't have time to talk about your internal and external networks. That's uh, for future shows. But you need to know somebody over there. And if you notice this, you should go over and ask. Okay? Second thing, um, start looking at the number of closed-door meetings that higher-level managers have in your organization. You know, if you're just a supervisor, if you're a first-line supervisor, you may need to look up a couple of levels. Um, you know, all of a sudden, the VPs are no longer available. And you'll hear it in a thousand ways. People will say things like, oh, yeah, he's not available for the next two days. They're in meetings. Um, well, go to the places where the VPs meet and see whether or not the doors are open or closed. Um, a lot of yeah, times... In terms
0: see whether they're... Uh when they go into those meetings, they're carrying a bunch of organizational charts with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Somebody says, well, uh, I, I had somebody ask me that. I said, do they have org charts with them? They said, yeah, why? And I just kind of rolled my eyes like, geez, do you not, <laughs> do you not know what that means? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's not to say that they're going to be, the, the org charts are going to be falling all over the floor. Um, I'll tell you the thing that I notice is the looks on people's faces when they go into those meetings. The classic thing to do, if you're really savvy about this, is stop one of them before they're going into a meeting. If you stop a typical senior manager or senior person going into a meeting, they'll stop and say, hey, how's it going? And they'll chat with you for 30 seconds or whatever, uh, unless they're not a nice person. But but if you notice a fundamental tone like, hey, how's it going? And they go right into the meeting. Um, it's because they're thinking negative thoughts. They're doing a thing that they don't really want to be doing because it's, it's never fun to think about layoffs. And so they uh, they tend to be less warm, less less friendly. Um, one thing you can do, and we don't want to make this just uh, Uh, things to look for, but actually things you can do, um, is do you have a mentor in the organization? You need to have a network that goes up in the organization as well. And sometimes mentors can tell you things without really telling you things. Um, And they won't come right out and say it because they've made a commitment, but they may feel an obligation to give you a heads up, if you will, and they won't give you one if you don't ask.
0: Yeah, and most most folks, regardless of their level, have a hard time lying. And so, yeah. you you'll 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 get the picture based on what they don't say versus what they say.
1: Um yeah, exactly. Um another one we can look at, corporate earnings have been flat or declining. And you know, the the, the joke is quick, what are your corporations earnings? Um I, I'd love to think that everybody knows them, but it's been my experience they don't. I know people who are VPs who don't know. Um I I actually have a famous email from a huge Corporation, a bank that basically the CEO said, Look, we got everybody's budgets in, and based on everybody's budgets, we'll lose seven billion dollars next year. You need to go redo your budgets. <laughs> people are my experience as managers are particularly clueless at how things roll up. You know, it's not like if everybody loses money, we're going to be okay. Um, you need to know your corporation's earnings, you need to know the history, you need to know the track record versus the industry. And if you can't cite numbers and can only say something like, well, they're good, or we're a leader in our field, you don't know enough about your company, and that gives you a strategic a gap in your strategic thinking. Um, I want to mention one other thing, Mike. We, we've got a list here. Um, you could do these in almost any order, and we're not suggesting that any one or two of these is the critical factor that would say, yes, of course, you're going to have a layoff. Okay, we we don't know that. This is more a scanning effort where you're going to go out and you're going to see, okay, maybe there's three or four of these that are bad out of this long list. Sometimes it's one or two, sometimes it's three or four. And in your gut, when you've had three or four for a while, then you think, well, it's more likely. And if it goes to five or six as a problem, then maybe it'll be an issue. But... But we're, um, we're not suggesting that any one of these alone is enough. It, it, it beca- you become more effective at this by sensing things uh, intuitively. Uh, and it's better to start now and develop the habit of doing this scanning. And, and I even know one manager who says, every couple of weeks I put a note, scan the environment. And he goes and looks at the Wall Street Journal. He does this and this and this and this and this. And this. He looks at some of these very uh, same factors that I recommended to him four, five, six years ago. And that's his scan. And that, that's a bucket that he can put things into um that helps him think about these strategic things because he's so often a very tactical person. Um something else look if, if your company puts in place a hiring freeze. Now what's funny about this one Mike is that most managers don't think of this thing as a as a future uh layoff indicator. Um, because they think of it as a pain to them, they got to cut back on too much you know we 've been going too well, but now we 've overdone it, um, and we tend to focus on our open recs, and and uh, we don 't think about well, this is a cost saving measure that 's what it is, and if we 're trying to save costs, does that mean something about our earnings or our corporate situation or whatever
0: yeah, and you also look at it in the context of what time of the year it occurs. you know some yeah. organizations do that toward the end of the you know Good November point. December of every single year. They're putting in hiring freezes in place because they're they're trying to meet their public numbers, and that's one way to, to yeah. do it. And then January, the, the February, March, when the final uh, next year's budget comes out, the the shackles come off. Yeah. So so you got to be it's it's in the context of what occurs normally in the organization. Now if it if it occurs sometime in you know say in June, you're getting hiring freezes. Well, that in most cases ought to yeah. raise your eyebrows just a little bit more. Good. Something else is going on,
1: and you know th- that brings up something else. I-, I think we need to talk about that as a, as a key issue in terms of company activities. the whole it 's time again uh, you 've worked at a large corporation and I would love to hear your thoughts about it where where it was almost an annual event um, and and you need to be attuned to how your company does these, and if they do them on a regular basis. Maybe it's not necessarily uh, a terrible thing. Um, I mean, it's never, obviously, layoffs are never good. Reductions in force are never good. But you wouldn't want to think it's the end of the world coming up on your first one when, in fact, everybody above you considers this a normal way to cut back on costs.
0: Well, and the danger is, of course, of overreacting to a particular situation. I know I went from one, um, when I went from one large company, this is a long time ago. 15 years ago, but I went from one large oil and gas company to, um, a telecommunications company. I had, I had learned a set of organizational patterns or cycles that were indicative of some event occurs. Just the, this organizational scanning we've been talking about. Right. Um, and when I went into the new company, a series of events occurred and wow, I, mean, I might as well have been in a different country because I, it, I reacted incorrectly i I applied the rules of my old company, the cycles and patterns of my old company right. to the new company and um, I was very, very wrong um, so the point I, I think you make a good point that all these things all this organizational scanning is in the context of the patterns and cycles of a particular company and possibly industry um, and unfortunately, part of the the uh, growth of becoming an effective manager and executive is learning these patterns, right? And, and it only comes with, with time, unfortunately. However, I, I just, I would say that the more you pay attention to it and the more you understand the fact that there are these patterns and cycles and that your ability to um, observe them and identify changes in those patterns um, is what, is going to make you an effective right. organizational leader. To the extent yep. you, you realize that and focus on it, you will accelerate your your learning.
1: Yeah, I, I um. In fact, what I would—it's interesting. Didn't we just uh, do a special cast for our registered users, and we talked about a reading plan? We talked about periodicals and so on, and we talked about industry journals. Um, you know, if you're reading the Wall Street Journal and you're reading your industry journal and you're reading, say, Fortune, we recommend that. Um, you're going to have a much better sense and we could get into the whole intellectual capacity issue or, or how, how the brain puts things together <laughs> to come up with this is what's going to happen or not going to happen. We don't even need to do that. We just need to tell smart people to start paying more attention and your intuition, which is going to be much better at 45 than it is at 25, we don't, we don't doubt that, uh, your intuition will ser- begin to serve you well. But if you're not doing this, you are going to be a deer in somebody's headlights. Okay, yeah. a, couple other, a couple other things related to the company, Mike. Um, if if training or promotions or travel or expense reimbursements are delayed or reduced or the processes that, that deliver them to you become much harder and require more senior levels of approval, that's a cost-tightening measure. Sometimes just delaying payments on things is a cost-saving measure. The more the company can keep in cash, the more money it can keep... Uh, The more money it can make on that cash, Um, and it's not always profitability. Sometimes cash flow is king in an organization. Certainly cash is always king. Um, So you need to pay attention to those kinds of things. And don't just think of it as the boss is out to give us a hard time, but rather that's an indication. The company doesn't want to do that if it doesn't have to. If it's doing it and it's taking people time to figure out the implications, then they consider that to be necessary from a cash perspective, from a cost perspective. Uh, When two companies merge, when one buys another one, essentially, um, you ought to know what your company's your area's reputation is relative to that of the companies, And if you can't, if you don't know off the top of your head, if it's in your industry, you should be able to do some research in magazines and periodicals and find out a great deal more. Um, If you're in a back office area, you're at a greater risk, because that's where a lot of cost reductions tend to occur. If you're in IT, in a non-IT-focused company, you're at risk. Now, telecom companies, uh, software companies, those are (laughs) IT-focused companies. But if you're in a coal manufacturing company uh, and and you merge with another company, um, the back office is going to include IT people. Uh, one company's uh, systems is going to prevail. And if your company is in a different system and you're an expert on that system, you may find yourself in a layoff situation.
0: Yeah, hey, Let me let me add one thing. You talk about mergers, for example, which is ab- absolutely a no-brainer. That's why every time there's a merger, folks go Crazy and
1: yeah. Uh-oh.
0: how many knows how? You know, God knows how many hours of productivity are lost. Yes. with folks uh, talking about it around the cooler. Um, one addition to that point is, pay particular attention. My experience, at least, pay particular attention to what others in the industry are saying about your company. Um, my experience has been that the folks external to the organization, the people talking to the orga- outside industry analysts. They have insight into your organization that outweighs what you're typically hearing from your executive team. The executive team, to some extent, is uh, prohibited for a number of reasons about talking about certain things. Those um, reporters and analysts on the outside are paid to try to determine what is going on. And so you, when you see a discontinuity or lack of congruence between what is being said by your executives or your managers and what is being said by the outside industry, um, you ought to be paying particular time. And as uh, we say when flying, is you ought to increase your scan a little bit, look at your instruments a little bit more carefully, a little bit more frequently because something is going on.
1: Right. Okay. That's good. Um, And again, it, it won't necessarily mean X or Y for certain, but your increased ability to think about these things strategically will help you process the information and decide, is it important enough? Should I be taking action? Sometimes there's no action that needs to be taken, but the danger of suddenly realizing you have to take action when you should have seen something coming uh, means that your actions will be probably um, rushed, inefficient, and therefore less effective.
0: So are there any um, activities outside of the company that should once you consider when scanning the environment yeah. for, let's let's do one thing real quick.
1: Let's switch the order a little bit here, Mike. In terms of what we talked about, let's talk briefly about. Let's go down the company a little bit in terms of in your department. A couple of things we want to look for. Look, if you've just recently gotten a bad review, um, the things we're talking about uh, have extra weight. Um, your boss may think, okay, I'm I'm going to encourage him to go elsewhere. It may not be a layoff, but it may be something where you're not going to do as well. And suddenly you're going to have to start thinking about how you're going to handle your career differently. So if you've gotten a bad review recently um, and you need to know your system and your company for what's good and what's bad. um, And uh, just because you weren't perfect doesn't mean it's bad. But if, but if you got average and everybody around you got better than average, that may be a, a sign for you. If you start getting the cold shoulder, if if it's harder for you to get on people's calendars, um, if your boss tends to say no more than he or she used to, um, and you perceive him or her not doing that with other people, that may be a sign. That's a very hard thing to judge. If your if your boss who hasn't changed, let's say, we don't have a new boss we're talking about here, if your same old boss starts asking for more reports or looks over your shoulder or asks you to document more, those are concerns you should have and saying, Wow, um maybe maybe there are people looking at my role. Maybe it has nothing to do with you, maybe it's about your role. And so these are sort of departmental sensings that you can have. Yeah, um,
0: one one other thing, um in addition to getting the cold shoulder from your you said your your boss, um, your, your boss is actually probably going to go um, out of his or her way to not let on what's happening. What, what I found is that the signals, you're more likely to get the signals of some impending problem for your employment from your peers or the peers of your boss. So so pay yeah. particular attention in terms of not only what your boss is saying, but what others who are close to your boss are doing or saying. And If you find yourself getting the cold shoulder from somebody who used to be quite open with you. Um, that's a particularly strong signal in my experience at least.
1: Yeah. Boy, even better. You're absolutely right. Good one. Um, okay. Now those are internal to the company. Let's talk about industry activities. Um, obviously other mergers and acquisitions industries tend to consolidate based on larger forces if you read the wall street journal on a regular basis you'll hear you'll see things like telecommunications merger industry mergers uh, appear to be on the upswing as valuations are particularly high or low or whatever Um, you know big companies are looking to sweep in and pick up smaller companies because the the prices of their stock, make it easy to buy things. Um, if your competitors are merging, your senior executives at your companies are looking at that as well. And if your company buys another company that still may put you at risk.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. because I think a lot of junior managers, um, fail to understand that industries as a whole are subject to forces, um, that impact the entire industry. And it is, um, we tend to like to think that our company sits by itself and is uh, an independent actor and and in fact is not Um, witness, you know, something eyes close to the telecommunications market. There's, there's been tons of mergers. It wasn't just one or two companies. It involved the entire industry. So you're right. Pay attention to the industry trends as well.
1: Yeah, and, and there are positive effects of industrial things. I mean, the the the, the dot com bubble caused there to be a great deal of fiber laid, which was enormously expensive and caused big companies to go bankrupt. Global Crossing is probably the most notable of those. Um, but now India is a significant outsourcing partner for America because all of that fiber was snapped up by Indian companies at cents on the dollar, and so the industrial forces that hurt some companies helped others um all that free fiber meant that work that could be digitized could go overseas and india has boomed in the last 10 years in part because of that free available fiber so there are pluses to that as well and you won't know that unless you're doing these kind of strategic scans yeah okay then another a thing great too example is, by the way in <laughs> industry uh industry um financials you should know not only your company's earnings uh and if you're at a smaller company you don't have to know the earnings because it may be private but you should know how your and other companies are doing if if three or four of your competitors um whether you're a welding shop or you make ice cream if three or four of your competitors are hiring okay that that means things are probably good um if you're not hiring and they're hiring that may be a concern for you um If three or four of your competitors are laying people off or, conversely, just not hiring when, in fact, usually they do, and you've considered seasonal effects as well, that should be a concern. I'm always surprised by people saying to me, gosh, it's amazing. All of these, uh, I hear about all these college kids. They're getting all kinds of jobs in the summertime. Well, you know, there, there are businesses that are cyclical. And just because suddenly all those cyclical companies are hiring people for the summertime and they happen to be college kids, doesn't mean the economy is about to take off. Um, You know, retail does real well between November and and December, usually speaking in terms of hiring. That doesn't mean the economy is about to take off. But you don't know that unless you're doing regular strategic scans and thinking about time, about industry, about company, about department, and about history.
0: Given how long we were running, I had to stop the conversation right there. And yeah, we'll go ahead and pick this up uh, next week and conclude the conversation on uh, preparing for layoffs. So thanks for joining us this week, and uh, hope to see you again next week. Please know that we're still experiencing some difficulties with the website registration process. So if you've registered and you haven't received your password in the, email, in the mail, please go ahead and send us a, a note to show at manager-tools.com. And I'll go ahead and get that taken care of for you. With that, we'll see you all again next week.